Hello everyone, welcome to the Open Mic Comedy Podcast. I'm your host Mark. If this is your first time here, welcome. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. This is one of a series of bonus podcast episodes called Comedy Night in the Spotlight, where I'll be speaking to people on the comedy circuit who run their own gigs, giving them the chance to tell you, the listeners, all about it, how you can get involved watching the comedy they put on, and for comedians, how you can apply. So it's with great pleasure to welcome an OG from the podcast, it's Chris Alley from the OM Comedy Club. Hey Chris, how are you doing? Evening, Mark. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good man, good man. Um, yeah, trying to pack. You asked me before, it's going t- terrible. I've already <laughs> packed one box because I'm moving, but um, we'll get there. It's nice to have a little break here and I'll get back to it. Cool. So you run, or you created the OM Comedy Club. So do you want to give us uh, how long has it been going and uh, why you created it and, you know, other little bits and pieces about it? Yeah, so... um. The OM Comedy Club, um, it's in Islington at the North 19 pub. Um, I started it last, at the end of last summer, I think August was the first month I, I did it. Um, and I think, well, the reason I started it is because basically why any uh, comic opens a night or starts a gig or runs one on the open mic circuit is because you want to MC. Yeah. You know, no one gives you opportunities to do so, really, and it's very, very hard. So. Most people uh, do that. Yeah, and that's pretty much why. I mean, there was a lot of thought that went into it. I always liked the idea of it. Um, as you know, I love the open mic circuit. I'm a big fan of it and bringers and stuff. So yeah. there was a lot of thought that went into it. Um, but essentially, when I wanted to MC and couldn't find any spots, I was like, well, I just got to do it now. Uh, that's, that's cool. So so the, the actual location, the North 19 pub in um, Islington, how did you come about finding the place or is it local or? Yeah, so I grew up in the area. I mean, I've been going to that pub since, you know, since I was a teenager. Um, uh, you know, I used to play poker there with my mates and stuff. They used to run a night and got to know the owner, Tony, so I have a bit of a relationship with him. I mean, like, for me, it's as, you know, if, if I have a pub that I call my local, that is it. Um, and I've kind of been in and out of it over the last, whatever, 12, 13, 14 years. But, yeah, um, it was really the only place I would have done it. If Tony said no... I wouldn't have started the night because it didn't make sense to me. But, um, yeah, so I asked him one day. Uh, I was quite nervous, actually, when I went to ask him for some reason because I just I know, I just thought it was a bit, I don't know, I just didn't know what he'd think. And, you know, we, we talked about it. Uh, he said yes, and that OM was born. Wow. So it's just kind of like a let's go for it, see what happens, and then it's been going ever since. Basically, yeah. I mean... You know, I, I try to observe and learn and, you know, you get to understand things when you're sort of in it to a degree. And, I mean, you know, sometimes I think people don't really think what they're getting into when they start a night. Yeah. But I think I'm quite risk-averse in some ways where I have to be quite considered in terms of what I do. And I thought about starting a night for about six months before it, really. And I thought, oh, maybe I should ask my brother to help me or I was thinking I should do it with someone else. But at the end of the day, I was just like, look, I've got to do this myself. Um, yeah. yeah, that's what I did. Okay, so the um, the night is a is primarily a bringer night. So with that, every comedian needs to bring 
somebody to help create the audience and then you obviously get a natural audience coming in as well uh yes i mean that's the aim kind of thing well because i grew up in the area like i said i know it's a local pub and they do other sort of an open mic there as well and i just figured it'd be a good place for me because i know that some people will come hopefully from from the area yeah but yeah primarily it's a bring a stay a night you know you be there from start to finish bring someone to to sort of supplement just you comics sitting there watching yourselves obviously <laughs> we know that the bring a gigs turn out being all comics anyway for the most part but yeah yeah that's what it is and it's also what i think i mean i've never really heard one called it but i just call it like a progression night and that's why that's five minutes seven minutes and ten minutes because you know part of the progression of actually doing stand-up comedy is how much time's available to you it's really hard to get up for five minutes so yeah the reason I started it is because I want it to be super grassroots. Uh, people that are brand new that will work. I'll give you your first five. I'll give you your first seven and first ten. You yeah. know, I'll give you a first headline spot because that's the kind of currency that people want. They, for some reason, they want you to have a bit more experience before they'll put you up. But yeah. where are you going to get that if no one's going to give it to you? No, it's 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 it's, it's an extremely valid point. It's um, I guess you've seen people come through the door who have done their they're five you think they're good enough push them to do a seven and then push them to do a ten and then i guess just headline the night see how it goes and see where they go from your place onwards yeah i mean my thing is i want it to be a place where people go to you know i say you're not going to be a star here but this is where you're going to practice and learn yeah and and have a bit of fun doing it and then you know you go to other nights right because people have their opinions about what nights they want to spend their time at and I want to, I want to make it very clear. This is grassroots, you know. The dream was to have someone do their first gig there, and then opening night. I remember, I just randomly picked some five spots. People, you know, on the Google form, you put how many gigs. There yeah. was someone there um, who I didn't even know. Her name was Isabella Heaver, I think. Um, and someone I asked her at the beginning, I'd never seen her. I said, "How many gigs have you done?" And she said it was her first. And honestly. <laughs> absolutely made the day for me the yeah. first night opening night we've heard being actually that because i remember thinking about what i was going to say about the om being about progression and being here where you grow and that was the dream of the om for people to come and say i'm going to do my first gig there yeah. and literally day one by by sheer luck it kind of just happened okay so how often does the so we know it's at the north 19 we know it's in islington what day and how often so I do it on Sunday evenings from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Uh, it's fortnightly yeah. every other week. Um, yeah, so that's about as frequent as it comes, yeah. I try and keep it within two hours. Yeah, I guess that's that's a good thing in that um, people know that they're going to come along, they're going to see some comedy, they're going to have some laughs, but they're going to be able to get home at a reasonable time as well. Yeah, but the good thing about having a Sunday gig is you can start it a little bit earlier. Yeah right you know because no one's got to come from work and whatever the only thing it clashes with is is football sometimes but <laughs> yeah. you know most comics aren't aren't really football fans so see it i'm the only one that's losing out <laughs> same same here you have to look at the fixture list before you put it on and go ah oh, uh, maybe not that one and this is right in arsenal country do you know what i mean we're 10 minutes on the stadium so yeah you know it makes a big deal um but it's still it's still all right yeah, cool. Cause I noticed that because um, yeah, I, I'll have to confess to everybody. I've I've performed there, and it was actually nice to see like the bar staff. Uh, I don't know who else was there, but the the bar staff behind the bar and they were they were there 
eagerly watching everybody on the stage. Uh, they were they were making quite nice comments as we, as I was walking in as well. So, like, oh, are you here to perform and stuff like that. So, it was, so it was very nice in making you feel kind of welcome and in a warm environment. Yeah, well, that's it. Like it was um, um, Doreen, who's the, uh, the barmaid, and then um, Tony and Karen. You know, it was Karen's birthday, so they'd went out for dinner earlier on. They've obviously come back early to come and watch the OM. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And that's what it's like. And they're very invested in the night, which I'm grateful for. I'm invested in the pub doing well because I, I, I've I've seen it go through its ups and downs over the years. And it's really is a the reason it had to be where it is because I felt that it would be like a family kind of ethos. Yeah. You know, when people come to the OM, it's so. I don't know about you, Mark. You tell me, but I feel like it's just stress free. You know, a lot yeah. of comics end up overperforming there because it's so relaxed and yeah. and that's what I want it to be. It's taking the pretense away from it all and saying, no, nah, look, we're terrible. You know, I say that, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm telling people in it, you know, I'm looking to be like, yeah, this is a good lineup, not really, and, and making all them jokes just to say, look, let's not be silly now. We're just we're just here learning, practicing, and, and where else are we going to spend our time than just in a nice little pub, have a few drinks, have a few laughs, you know. Yeah, I like that line you said. Yeah, it's better than last time, boom. You know, yeah. everyone's talking at half at half time, um, and afterwards, I've never really seen it in many other places. Like all the comics talking with each other, it is. I love it. Yeah, that's that's very unusual in a lot of places. You you seem to find that some of the comics kind of go off to their own and they'll just sit there talking to their bringers and stuff. But in when you're in when you're in like the, the nice little compact room you're in, it's you you kind of almost you're, you're forced into that social aspect of it. You've got to skirt by everyone, isn't it? Like yeah. it's just—it's almost frustrating sometimes because you've got to be like, "Oh, sorry, sorry," but <laughs> when you're there, it, it kind of just works. Yeah, I mean, there's there's people that I've that were there that I've gigged with probably three or four times over the last few months, but I've never actually spoken to them until I was in that room on that Sunday. And it was—you yeah. get that conversation going, and you find out actually some some of these people actually live near me. <laughs> had no idea yeah yeah and you know all the things i'd considered about starting the om and what it might mean for different things i, I knew i wanted it at the north 19 but i just didn't realize how important it was that it was the size that it is when people come they say it's a really nice looking pub it's yeah. got a nice vibe when you go to it and i just yeah i just remember never really considering that aspect of it and that's something that i've learned to appreciate doing it a bit like yeah, why else would you not just you chill out here on a Sunday evening? Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know what the official numbers are you could get into that room, but you could probably get a good 50 or 60 in that room. Probably at its max, there's probably been about 40, 45, yeah, 50 yeah. if people are in the back room as well. But yeah, you yeah. can, yeah, yeah. So there's always, there's, always a, there's always a decent crowd to perform to. So it's it has that friendly compact atmosphere even i don't know sometimes you see people especially when i go with a friend i i'm not afraid of sitting in the front row but my mate's like are you sure i was like yeah i'll be fine and it is just like you kind of just settle into it and it, it feels comfortable in that yeah kind i mean of environment. I, I just think that the front row thing's just a bit illogical quite yeah. frankly you know i mean it makes no sense at all because you're just you're going to be seen anyway so small um yeah people are going to talk to you regardless i guess and <laughs> i mean i guess maybe it's the fact that you're just so close to people i guess rather than actually being talked to i don't know I, i've never got it I, I always sit at the front i always have done um 
yeah, I don't know. So it's a it's not a ticketed event. People can just turn up, walk in, sit down, enjoy the show. Um, I can't remember. Do you do a um, like a bucket collection or anything at the end? No, not at all. No, don't ask for no money. No, no number four, none after. Nothing at all. Nah, <laughs> nah. I Make, guess that I just, a it just well, it's it. I guess through trying to put this night together, when I decided I'm going to do it, you know, I'm going to do it properly in a way that I think it needs to be done right. Yeah. Okay. And and what I mean by done right, and it's not putting any shade on kind of any other nights, but it was just the whole thing is constructed to to what I think the perfect bringer stay a gig is for mm-hmm. for comics that are brand new to the night and one of them is don't say it's free comedy if it, afterwards you're going to ask for money i just don't agree with that i've ne- I never have done um yeah. i've accepted it but at a principle um i've just never i've just never thought it was quite reasonable and out of all the stresses of gigging on the open mic circuit quite regularly with bringers and stuff the financial element you know it does take a strain on people's finances too and yeah. there's a pressure when it comes to at the end of the night being like fuck i've got to pay sometimes i don't know about you yeah. Mark, but sometimes i'm like shit man i don't even want to pay today like this is this was this was horrible tonight you know what i mean you're <laughs> um, <laughs> asking me for money and then you're thinking oh three so i round it up to five and then you know yeah it just, it just becomes a bit of an added pressure for me for something that needs to be a bit more chilled out it comes at no cost to me so I don't know why I would accept any cost from anyone else. Yeah, I, I guess that's the thing is that if it's not costing you anything, then there's no need to to ask. And I guess when you look at it in terms of you think of it as a uh, a practice ground, if you and a few mates got together to kick a ball about over a field, you wouldn't charge each other to play on that field. No, exactly that. So, and someone once said to me, well, you are spending your time doing it, but then... I said, but it's the time I want to spend. Yeah. You know, my time's precious to me. I wouldn't do it unless I was willing to give the time because I'm getting so much from putting my time and effort into it that isn't, you know, financially, you know, great for me, I guess, or I'm not gaining anything. Why am I charging? Is it just, yeah, it just makes no sense to me. Yeah, I completely understand your your theory about it, especially if, if it's not costing you anything, then uh, I get it when you've got some people that are, you know, they're being charged for a room and they they have to they want to cover those costs as a minimum that you get that but if it's not costing you anything then i think it's just yeah free for all have a laugh and stuff like that so i know we um touched on it in uh the original podcast but i want to in case other people weren't aware about uh how people actually apply to be on here and how you kind of put those feelers out to people so for the om i do a google form yeah i think Different nights do different things. Yep. It's probably two, three main ways that people put out for their nights. It's just a direct email address, Google form. Um, some do it by like DM on Instagram, and then there's a few other different things. But I would say email and Google form are probably the two most. Yep. Probably Google and Google forms the best, I think, because it's just a bit more organised. I don't know how people do it by email. If I'm being honest, and I'm quite <laughs> an organised person, but Google form just does it for you. Yeah, I put that out. There's no. <laughs> I guess there's no real rhyme or reason into when I put it out because I've only really put out about four or five batches and I've messed around with the different timings and ways of doing it because I think it's important. You do it too far ahead, people, it, the dropout rate is massive. Yeah. You do it too close, then um, you don't give a lot of people opportunity to apply. 
Mm-hmm. So it's just trying to find the, the perfect balance. Yeah. So you, so how many? So if you put out a form for, uh, I assume for like a month's worth of gigs or two months worth of gigs, how many applications are you generally receiving for for that period of time? Um, yeah. So I put out for essentially what is two months worth of gigs, four gigs. It ends up being quite fortnightly. So I'll be putting out the ones for March and April soon. Yeah. Um. I'd get a lot, a hundred to two hundred maybe, which I think is a reasonable, a good amount to kind of have yeah. to sift through, especially with the types of spots. Um, particularly for the ten on bring spots, I mean, people need to, yeah, you know, humble yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so it's um so. You mentioned there's there's ten non-bringer spots, but then there's also the majority of them are fives and occasional sevens. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So on your on your nights, how many fives, how many sevens do you usually got, and how many? So if you've got one ten, how many fives and sevens do you usually put out there? Um, I don't. It kind of comes and goes, actually. In fact, the one you came to, I don't know what I did. I put far too many tens on there, which really made it <laughs> sort of quite quiet. But you know, still fun. Um. I tried to put three to with with the headlining non non bring a spot, which is a ten spot basically. You just call it headline up. Yeah. Maybe four, three to four. Mm-hmm. The sevens will be about three to four, and then the rest will be fives. Yeah. And I put anywhere between eleven and thirteen people up each uh, gig. I I try to I actually do it by um, minutes. So I try to get somewhere between um, like uh, ninety five minutes of comedy. Yeah. Somewhere around that to a hundred minutes of comedy, because then add that with the break and in my bullshit in between, um, you know, you've got a two-hour show. Yeah. So when you're when you're selecting people, um, do you ask for videos or is it just a purely uh, you'll see the name if you've not seen him before, give him a chance or what? How how do you play that? Yeah. Um, so I don't ask for much. I don't ask for a clip. Um, I ask for how many gigs you've done and. Uh, that's it your name uh, yeah and then which spots you want to apply for and that's basically it and generally i I, I try to use what I, I guess call institutional knowledge you know i know the marketplace quite well i think yeah um and basically the the tens and the sevens i mean i actually talking this out loud i don't think i've ever really thought about it in this way so i really hope this doesn't come across as i don't know some kind of arrogance or exclusionary right yeah. but if 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 you're if you're asking for tens and I've never seen you at this point, I don't think I I'm just not aware. Especially if you've if you haven't done it, so I it, it comes to the point of being quite trusted. I have to know you to a degree. Um, I do throw in a couple of people if it seems like they're more experienced, because then I actually ask for their Instagram, so I'll look at their Instagram page and stuff, yeah. um, and just see if there's someone that's been there, and I'm like, okay, I'm not sure who they are. They've done they've done the max threshold, which is seventy five plus gigs for me. All right, let me have a look at their stuff, and then I've thrown in a couple that way, which I've met new. But that's probably more the most scrutiny I give to it. The sevens are generally people I know that do fives, and I actually use, sevens is weird ones because I actually usually tell people, all right, apply for my one four seven because you need more minutes. Yeah. And then with fives, it's that is a absolute free for all. You know, um, <laughs> what I do do is um, whenever I meet people at gigs that are super early, uh, I'll always. It's really weird. They're like, I always ask them, 
you know people that do more gigs you know as, i don't know about you mark you do you hope that people start asking you you know yeah. what i mean and I, I go right past the people that i think are experienced that don't really need it and i'll go straight to the person that's done five gigs and say i really want you at the om and i'll usually put them up as fives as well yeah oh, that's cool so if you had any um famous people or uh anybody's crossed your stage yet or anybody you think maybe not famous yet but they have they have the scope you can see there's a future for them and they're going to go off um well yeah i've never had anyone famous that's that's for sure um i guess what you're talking about in in the sense that are there any comics that i've had up that i think uh have got potential to be yeah yeah, yeah. really really good yeah i mean the first the first few uh, headliners I had, I had Louis McLean. I've had him twice who, I mean, you know, I don't think enough comics are not talking about him. He's probably got a complex. He's, he's probably going to be hot <laughs> shit. But uh, he knows I love him. Um, but he is, you know, like if you look at someone that's that's going to be the one, like he looks as close to anyone because of just his stuff just seems to be really, really good. Yeah. Um, I had Mark Flynn, who is uh, another guy that's going to be, I don't know. He could be a club comic for years. Yeah. Um. I was really proud to have Chantelle Nash, who you know, fuck me. You know, she's going to be on TV before we know it. You know what I mean? She's superb. She's yeah. so class and the loveliest person. Chant- when Chantelle came, I was like, I'm glad I got her early, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was, I was chuffed to bits, man. I was like, yes, we got her right before she's about to go pop. And uh, yeah. yeah, really, really happy to to have her. And she was great. I mean, she's. You ever meet Chantelle, man? She's just the loveliest lad. No, I haven't. I haven't met her, but there, there is one. There is one guy I've got a very big soft spot for that I know you've seen is Hassan. I had Hassan. Oh God, I'm so sorry, Hassan. My my, uh, my Habibi. Sorry, uh, you know it's, he's exactly. I had him um, um, the one before you came, and yeah. God, yeah, of course the guy's going to be. It's going to be phenomenal, you know. So yeah, it's so nice to actually have people that have come out and Hassan was really nice actually because he he um he found it out do you know what I'm saying like I've never met Hassan before yeah he found out it was a good night he applied you know like a regular person and these yeah. people that are like him who is as good as him are generally just it's like they're gifted spots and they don't have to do much for it mm-hmm. this guy you know super cool super humble you know he because I've had people that aren't even as good as him message me to put them on yeah. Right, because people message me to put them on rather than apply it. Because I guess I don't know, you know. But he 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 didn't do that. The big time me, and he's a great comic as well. Oh yeah, he's 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 he's, he's yeah. Every time I've seen clips and I've seen him perform, I'm just like, uh, there's there's something there. There's just something there, and it's not going to be long before more and more people are going to be seeing it. Yeah, you get envious, didn't you? Like, ugh, yeah. some people just got it, right? I've you got to work, work hard to. How do you do it? <laughs> it's how how do you get that timing right and that? I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know about you, but sometimes if I I know we they say comics shouldn't be afraid of silence, but when you're when you watch somebody like him on stage and he's he has that quiet period where he's just telling part of the story leading up to to the line or whatever's going to come, and everybody's there just listening paying attention yeah. waiting and enjoying it and no one's bored yeah i mean I've, i feel like i've started to implement that a little bit more for me um yeah. but that only works when you've got punchlines that can hold it oh yeah <laughs> you know <what> i mean <laughs> and, and hassan does for sure yeah definitely so so you've had some pretty um you said some decent names on the stage and stuff so what's what's some of the funniest moments that you've uh 
you've seen at the OM. Maybe it, maybe they're not actually. Maybe it's somebody just falling over and just having a laugh. I don't know. But yeah, um, I mean, I, it's I, I enjoy every single one. It's a couple of ones actually because this. I think it was the second or third OM I did, um, and I had someone called Beth Franklin, um, and you know, I, I don't know what. Uh, this is still me early MC, and she did this joke about she's got this bit about um, men killing spiders or something, being scared of it. And so, like every between every person, I tried to make a a comment or a joke about what they've just yeah. said. So somehow I don't even know what I'm saying, but I ended up going through this sort of string of words and then I'm saying, "Oh, you're really pretty." Oh, and then <laughs> the thing is, right, sitting in front of her, right in front of me was my girlfriend. And then so I bring the next act on and then I come back on stage and then I just said, oh, I've got to say, and I've got to say something, um, you know, we're new comics, we're just trying new stuff. I think the person before had acknowledged they were doing new material. And then I said, um, you know, we sometimes I don't even know what I'm saying. Like, you know, the joke before I said, breath is really pretty. And my girlfriend sitting right in front of me, and the whole room just exploded, and it kind of was just a good laugh. But I, honestly, I was, I was mortified, absolutely mortified. Um, oh, it's brutal, 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 brutal. Yeah. What about a? Uh, I hate asking this question, but it's got to be asked. You asked one of the funniest moments. What's one of the worst? Without one of the naming worst. names. Yeah. Um. I mean. Um. Yeah. I don't. I can't even remember this guy's name. Right. But for me, it was actually this. I don't even know who this guy was. Absolute fucking nutcase. He'd um, uh, we were having him up. It was his first gig. He's not his first gig. He was very early on or something. But he was coming and he was kind of like jittery and shit. And he was messaging me. He was a bit of a weird guy, young young kid. I think he was from up north, maybe Newcastle or something. And as the show's going on, he's just yelling at the back like heckling oh. and stuff, you know, and he's just been an absolute arsehole, basically, and I'm telling him to chill out and whatever. He's still kind of nice, though. He's quite, like, he was quite, you know, engaging. You know, he's like, oh, yeah. I'm sorry, man, I'm good. I know, long story short, he comes up and he fucking talks for nine minutes, and he had a five spot and just been absolute nonsense. You know, he's obviously been taking coke in the toilet as well, and, <laughs> and he'd been drinking, like, the guy was an absolute mess. Right, oh, it's just—I don't know. It's just a—it was just—it was—it ended up being funny because we had him, and then we had uh, this guy called uh, Adam Wallace, and some other person three in a row. Yeah. Right, and you know Adam Wallace, I absolutely love. I don't know if you've ever seen him. No. He doesn't gig a lot. The guy, I just—he's a genius to me. Right. He sits in the back of the room. Yeah. And then as the comments are going up, he just writes one-liners and jokes for all the comics, and then he goes up, and that's always his five minutes. And okay. it is, honestly, it's pure class. If you at bloody on the on um on Instagram, honestly, mate, you'd love him. Actually, I think you'd love him. I might try and get him on for one and put you both on the same because it's hilarious. And he's so he just goes for it hard. So I had him, this guy who was an absolute nutcase, and some other lunatic as well, three in a row. And then <laughs> so it was just it was just a nightmare. I don't know why I'd done because I think about the construction of my lineup. And then yeah. afterwards, I was just like, what the hell did I just do? Because one of them, I didn't, two of them I didn't know, and I knew Adam Wallace. Yeah. And it just was just bad luck that all three of the weirdest guys of all time just went all at once. And then 
because it made the night really weird. Yeah. And I was just like, after the third one, I just went, do you know what, guys? I have no clue what happened there. And and again, everyone started laughing because yeah. they all got it. <laughs> I yeah. was like, I don't know what I did with that lineup, you know. I, I You know, it was weird, isn't it? Like, you know, it, but it was bad. But I don't know. I just seem to, I don't know. I've gotten over being too upset or say there's anything bad. Every yeah. night's different. It is what it is. Yeah, I, I guess that that's what makes comedy comedy, isn't it? If if you you're never going to see the same the same lineup on the same in the same place again and again and again, it's always going to be something different. There's always something that's going to change, and there's always going to be the mix of different people, and even how the order that people follow in just can take a night in any direction it goes. Yeah, and just makes it entertaining for people. Yeah, I mean it can be, but the, the thing is like. With that, there's like a different kind of pressure as as someone that puts on a night. I mean, I don't know if you know many people that puts on nights. And now that I have, I talk to a lot more. And when I go to them nights or when I go to other people's nights, I'm always quite attentive to how they're feeling because Mm -hmm. a lot of people get really into it. And I used to too. I remember the first two or three gigs were just so intense for me that I had to just start telling myself that I had to relax because I can't. It was too much. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, you, the, the whole weight of the show is on your shoulders. And, yeah. you know, you, you're thinking about the lineups. If it's not going too well, if someone performs badly, you feel guilty because you feel like you haven't given them the right platform to get a laugh. Yeah. And I think that that pressure can get to you when you're someone that puts on these nights. Uh, so I had to just, you know, I just, nights like that, I had to learn. I can't even be like upset that it happened because. Yeah. Some people found it funny, and that's the, and I start realizing uh, I just got to just do what I do, and then what happens on each night happens, and then I'll come back in two weeks' time. Yeah, I, I guess that's the thing is is um, so if you have got like a I, I guess there's no contracts in place, but you've got a long term relationship that you can't see breaking for a while with with the North Nineteen. I mean, I hope not. It is literally just we've not signed anything. I asked him, and he said yes, and then you know it was yeah that that's it there's it's just a i guess a handshake agreement yeah yeah oh that's that's cool but it's it's good to hear sort of like more, even more planning at the moment so you're looking at march and april now coming yeah. up was it so yeah it's it's heading well into the into the year and giving people more of a, a breeding ground and a practice playground in effect to see how they get on yeah i hope so i mean the word's been getting out a lot of people have been telling me that um, they heard about the OM. People message me all the time about how to get spots and stuff. So, yeah, it's it's quite quickly. I think word has spread around the the little community we're in, which yeah. has been really flattering, um, to, to say the least. Um, you know, at points I've thought about, oh, you know, I need to make this bigger now. I need to do something else. But actually, the OM is the OM. Um, you know, I was thinking about, oh, I need to do some marketing. And actually, yeah. uh, I want to keep it quite shit. <laughs> <You know? laughs> the posters on on Instagram are crap. I've designed them. I know they're shit because my closest friends have told me that. Um, you know, I don't put clips out. I don't really do much. I want to keep it that way. Yeah. Uh, I guess, you know, I'm just happy keeping it pretty chill. No, it's, it's cool. It's uh it's a I don't know how I don't know how how you could describe it, but that I try to look at certain nights that I go to that makes them stand out from other nights. So what gives 
um, like a GMB, something different to a slap and giggle, to different to a, a your friend of mine, and all of those, and you see them, and each night, I guess, kind of has its own personality in a in a strange kind of way, and I don't know. I think the the welcoming aspect and the the friendliness of a, of the OM makes it appear more makes it be what it is makes people want obviously people want to come because they're coming yeah i mean one of the important factors had to be had to be somewhere where comics liked do you know what i mean because that what yeah you want people that are decent coming to your gig so then people in the local area come yeah to a degree you know and and i know that it's weird it's kind of that saying that's in contrast to what i've been saying about i'll put anyone up but that's where you balance the lineups you know you yeah. make sure that you get people there that um are new and less experienced and people understand that and then you know hopefully get people that you know can carry their own and and, and have a good time and yeah. and like i said people generally overperform at the om as well because uh of you know what it is um i like to think i do a pretty okay job at emceeing um the way that i do it um i've got a lot of good feedback on it which has been lovely uh i think it sets the tone yeah and you know i I don't take myself too seriously and i think that that's what it's about um and i'm willing to take risks up there and just talking and -hmm. it just allows people to just relax and say you can throw out some silliness out there because that's the point we're just figuring it out yeah no i I think your uh your mc style is uh it's very much you (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Oh, that's that's uh, a good thing. It's the it's the, <laughs> not, it's the nice, relaxed, friendly, uh, self-deprecating kind of thing. It's the it's the fun part of it all that makes everything makes people smile. You know, if you if you I don't know the way you can express yourself on stage, you bring everybody in, and I don't think, especially people like like we've mentioned before, like the front row people. Or the people that don't want to be in the front row. It doesn't matter where you're sitting in that room. You're you're kind of in the front row, yeah, because you're so close and and you've got that. So it doesn't matter if you're the front, the back. You, you're not too far away. So everybody is there to take part. And especially when I was there, it felt like everybody was receptive and nobody was standoffish. You know, I guess some some nights you get where the MC are trying to get some information or ask somebody in the audience about something. At the at the OM, it was very much a um, uh, I'll give you any information you want kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I, I just thought like my the people I like to see are just people that just talk up there. Yeah, and 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 I've always been someone that you know I'm I like to think I'm all right. I'm a good laugh. You know what I mean, have me around, whatever. So I just thought I should just do that really, just no, fucking no. have a laugh. Yeah, I think I think you're I think you've got it nailed down. I, I do think the um like you say with the uh no bucket at the end, I think it's a it, it makes something stand out as being very different to what's on the plates of other um open mic nights as well. I just I just don't know what they <laughs> what they're taking it for because I know that there's some nights where they don't it doesn't cost them anything either. Yeah. But they, it's like it's just one of those habits. I feel like it's a bad habit, you know. Like I don't know. There, there are some nights that need it. Don't get yep. me wrong, but I know that there are some that don't, and <laughs> they just need to just not. 
<laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm maybe I'm speaking from a privileged position because mine is free. But it, that's why I wouldn't have done it anywhere else because yeah, I was because I was going to say to him, I, you know, this is this can't be financially anything for any of us because I ain't got it, right? Yeah, and I'm not going to ask them for it either. And I guess they know that they're going to get twenty to thirty, maybe forty on a on a night come in and buy a couple of drinks, and that's gonna it's gonna fill their quiet Sunday night. Yeah, that and that's basically what it is. You know, they they say they offered me the days that I want to do. Uh, they said obviously not Friday or Saturday. Yeah. Um, I said I'd like it on the weekend. They said Sunday, and to be honest, Sunday was the best day for it. I'm so happy it's a Sunday. Yeah. Um, yeah, out of any other day of the week, Sunday's the best. Yeah, no, I I, I do agree with that. It's because it's it just feels a little bit less rushed, and like you say, there's less people going coming back from work. And that they're actually coming out to enjoy themselves rather than the I'll pop here on the way home kind of thing. It's it's got that friendly atmosphere. I think. Well, it's 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 interesting as well because I used to think I was quite against places where there was too much light. You know, I used to think going to some of these nights, I'd say, oh, one of the things that this night doesn't do too well is because everyone can see each other. The lights are on. Yeah. But the OM has all the lights on. Yeah. You know, everyone can see everyone. Yeah. And. <laughs> It just it it makes sense. Yeah, no, I I think you're right. I think you're right. I think you've got a cracker there, and long may it continue. And I appreciate I'll that. On, I'll get on there at some point again. I'll do a better performance than I did last time. Ah, uh, don't be too <laughs> harsh on yourself. I know you felt bad about that one, didn't you? I did. I did. I I went in with the mistake of uh, I went in with the deciding to go back to an original set that I hadn't practiced for about two months. Right. Thought, oh, it'll just come back to me, and then as I'm doing it, I'm remembering. Oh, you've forgotten this bit. You've forgotten this bit. You've forgotten this bit, and I'm too far down the line. It was just like, no, no. And then I end up using too many words, and yeah, except <laughs> it, except it goes wrong, and it's like, yeah, whatever. Okay, that's fine. That's, yeah, that's that's, that's, that's the you wanted this round. You wanted it to be a special one because I was there, wasn't? Yeah, it was the OM. Um, well, look, we'll get you in uh, one in March and April for sure. You can come and redeem yourself. Yeah, uh, I know you've got it in you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, but it's a, yeah, thank you for saying that. I really appreciate you saying that because, you know, it's somehow become quite a big part of what I what I do now, obviously. Yeah. It's fucking every two weeks, which is a bit relentless. Um, but, yeah, I'm loving it. I guess it. That's, um, that's kind of the limit in time-wise. You probably wouldn't want to go more than that. No, I don't even know. I couldn't, I physically couldn't. No. <laughs> cool. All right, then. I'll, I think we'll, we'll, call, we'll call that a pod now. I think that's, that's a fairly decent... Uh episode for the for the om to showcase its skills to the to the outside world um and i guess what's if you just let us know what all the links are again and your instagrams etc and i'll add them to the description so that um people can follow and get in touch and apply for multiple spots etc yeah well um i guess on instagram the om is at the om comedy club or my one is uh, at Chris underscore J underscore Annie. Find them both on Instagram. Uh, yeah, uh, like, follow, all of that good stuff. And obviously, yeah. I've got my vlog, my comedy journey, on uh, YouTube. So uh, like and subscribe. You should get some more of the OM on that on the on the on the vlog. I think. Yeah, I, I, I do think about it um, sometimes, but it's hard the way I try to want to associate myself with the OM. It's um, it's a bit of a, a, a 
conflict in my mind with some of that stuff. But yeah, I've done one, but I'll, maybe I'll do a few more. Yeah, I think I think you should. I think it brings everything together. But uh, who am I to say it's, it's your stuff? But I think it's I think it's uh, it's good. You've got a crap. No, it's valid. It's valid. Cool. Uh, just to let everyone else know, uh, you can find us as the Open Mic Comedy Pod on Instagram at Open Mic Comedy Pod. We're all the W's Open Mic Comedy Pod dot com. Uh, if you can follow, review this podcast on any of the providers you use, it does help boost the amount of people that can see it. We are growing at quite a decent rate at the moment, so any shares are much appreciated, especially with people that you find it interesting that are going to want to keep coming back. So I'll say this. Thank you very much, Chris. Thank you, Mark, man. It's been great. And thank you all for listening. And until next time, keep being funny.